What is up, everyone? It's the All Punked Up Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Winters. Allie is with me today. We're going to tag team this. Hi. We've got a very special episode for you today. Not only do we have a little bit of news that we'll provide our unwanted opinions on, but... (laughs) But later on in this episode, we'll be talking with lead singer of the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Ron Winner, to talk about the band's new EP, the Emergency EP. So definitely stay till the end. Allie, what's up? How's it been going? I mean, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, That's for anybody that's a uh, Larry David fan. Um, Please, if you know the reference, DM me. Um, But anyway... (laughs) Uh, you know, I've been doing okay. Uh, I had vocal tracking day yesterday for my band's EP that, you know, hopefully somebody will listen to. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out. Um, it was when a big you guys, day and I was really excited. Yeah, it was cool. When do you guys plan on being done? I have no idea. Next week, we're going to do harmonies and last minute, like, instrumental stuff. And then we're going to sit with it for, like, a week. Let it stew, see if there's any like last, last minute stuff, and then we're gonna send it off to get mixed and mastered. And that's I'm awesome. Stoked. Yeah, Super that's gonna stoked. be awesome. Yep. So everybody can look for that on All Punked Up when that drops. Oh no, don't don't no. Don't why not? <laughs> why why would we not do that? It's it's conflict of interest, okay? It <laughs> it is conflict of interest. Hey, and I would not be okay with it. I'm the leader of all punked up, and I've already decided. So if you got something, what that if you it's promote, like, what if it's we'll like the it. most not all punked up thing ever, and it's like, just like it's like polka music. It's like <laughs> we're gonna. What if it's like polka ska music? <laughs> we're gonna promote the hell out of it. Oh God. Okay. I'm committed. Well, all right, guys. Eyes peeled for when that comes out. <laughs> all right. So before we get to the interview. We do have a little bit of news. Allie, did you see this week uh, what Duncan was up to? The donut chain? You mean Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. The donut chain that America runs on, supposedly. Yeah, that was Um, good. One, their donuts, I'm going to say this right now, their donuts, I don't like them. They're not. The the texture is just all wrong. Well, there goes any future, you know, sponsorship, sponsorship? from Duncan. So thank you. Listen, I'm, maybe just don't have me on for those episodes then, <laughs> um, unless they want to like convince me otherwise. True. Like, okay, Duncan, uh, if you're listening, anyway. if you want to promote the show, you can get a hold of me at allpunkedup.com. Allie will not be in those episodes. Yeah, I listen. I know I'm not the only one, and that's okay. I can have my uh, opinions, and other people can have their opinions, and that's okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, Duncan has been all over my Twitter feed today. Um, yeah. Cause they just got real punny with their fall marketing. <laughs> yeah. So they basically, in their current marketing campaign, they are giving a nod to Blink182's All the Small Things. Uh, so Duncan launched its 2020 fall menu, um, in mid-August with ad signs that read, All the Fall Things. God. Ugh. And the ads include imagery of their iced coffee drinks with donuts and all that. I will admit... Sugary diabetic goodness. For me, I think it's pretty cool. Basically, just because it's a nod to Blink. And I love Blink. And I know your stance on Dunkin' Donuts, but it makes me want to go out and buy an iced coffee and donut from Dunkin' now. Listen, I can appreciate whoever came up with that as their slogan for this 
market, like for this marketing cycle, like gold star to you. Like you deserve a raise, a promotion, a spa day. Like I am proud of you. <laughs> but I just, it, I, the thing that I just find really silly is just the fact that it, I don't know the whole like concept of what goes viral to me. I don't want to get super into it right now, but sometimes it just like grinds my gears what things go viral and what things don't. I can appreciate a good blink pun. Don't get me wrong. And like, I'm glad that, you know, I, I got a chuckle out of it. Don't get me wrong either. But it's just so, it was just so like silly to me that it was, this is like the first thing I saw like all day. It was just a bunch of comments, blink memes and puns and like, I don't know. I, it, it, I don't hate it, but I'm just kind of like, oh, why? Hey, at least it was a good distraction from what's going on in the real oh, yeah. world today, though. It was a it was a brief break from the harsh realities of the world. I will say that. I will say too, it didn't go unnoticed by Blink either. I guess yeah. they posted on their Instagram account yeah, uh, a picture of the ad sign and. Uh, they directed their caption towards mm-hmm. Duncan saying, yeah, we see you. you. So. Yeah, with the eyes. Mm, <laughs> I, that was I love that emoji so much. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was like a brief like moment of hilarity from like the rest of the news that came out today. <laughs> yes. And That's there sure. was there was some other news that came out today. Yeah. So in last week's episode, episode number six, we talked about sexual misconduct allegations flooding the scene. But unfortunately, this week, the allegations just keep on coming. Uh, this time, Tyler Carter from the band Issues has allegations brought up against him. Mm-hmm. And the band made a statement, I believe it was yesterday. Yeah. And, and they, like, Tyler Carter. Yeah. And Tyler Carter released his statement today. Mm hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, just as a disclaimer, um, we've talked before about how like we don't want to jump to conclusions because one, we weren't there, and two, these are just all allegations. But you know, based on the statement, which was quite long, also, uh, and from Carter, and yeah, the Tyler Carter statement that he put out, um, one, uh, it wasn't put on a on a notes app message; it was on a, like an actual like iNote, which means business. I think. We want to have a more in-depth discussion about, you know, sexual misconduct in the scene and abuse and trauma for a future episode. Um, I don't think that right now, if you want to read the statement, it is still online. It's on Twitter. It's on his Instagram. And if you want to read how people are reacting to it, you know, Twitter is exploding with responses as it does. I think right now... Um, to you guys listening, obviously this is something really important that we want to have a real in-depth conversation about. Um, and if you listened to episode six, uh, you'll know that this is something I take very personally and I don't take these conversations lightly. So when we have more people around, when we have more time to discuss, um, we will circle back to the you know, actions of issues, the actions of Tyler Carter, and of course, kind of talk about everything that's happened within the last couple of months. So just know that we do care about this and we will circle back. We absolutely will. The next piece of news that we want to cover, and I think this will most likely be the last piece of news before we dive into our interview. Um, speaking of, you know, Twitter and just calling people out and stuff. Tyler Joseph of 21 Pilots was also called out today, not for don't not for sexual allegations, guys. Uh, Not that Uh, he has been called out by fans 
um, for a while now for not using his platform to talk about Black Lives Matter or for, you know, just injustice in general and taking a stance on issues. And he recently tweeted out a photo of him, like, putting on platform shoes, I believe, and, like, cheekily captioning it. Uh, my fans are telling me to use my platforms, which is in poor taste, because um, this is, like, when it comes to what do musicians, you know, do musicians take a stance? As a creative, do you take a stance? And I can understand your decision to be an activist quietly and, like, do X, Y, and Z for certain movements um, in private. But I feel like if your response is to just, like, make a joke, that's, like, not – that's just not right. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I think it comes down to, you know, whether or not you want to use your platform to be political or whatnot, that's up to you. Yeah, but exactly. But I think, I think if you have the luxury of having such a big platform – you should take advantage of it in mm-hmm. that you should use it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Like take advantage of it and do some good with it. Again, like if whether you do or do not, that's your decision. But I think when you respond, if you previously have not and your response is to just kind of make a joke of it, then that's just not really putting it's not really painting you in a positive light. It's not really painting the things that you stand for in a positive light either. It's just messy and complicated. Right. And and he did uh, come back and he did apologize. Yeah, he, he did apologize. He is, said that it was in poor taste and, mm-hmm. and all that. So Yeah, which I, I mean, I appreciate somebody that realizes that they made a mistake and apologizes, like genuinely apologizes for it. There's a difference between just apologizing that you got caught and, yep. you know, apologizing genuinely from the heart. So, yeah, I mean... I guess we'll just see if, you know, Tyler Joseph from here on out uh, learned from his mistake and evolves into a better person. And he's not a bad person, but like, you know what I'm trying to say? No, I I know what you mean. Like, I mean, just is more aware of what he's about to do, maybe. And and that should go for everybody. Like, you know, even us common folk like Allie and and me. Are you calling me common? Yeah, like, we're not, like, you know, famous. Listen, I mean, listen, I know I'm not famous. <laughs> I'm definitely not common, okay? Listen, I'm an identical triplet. That is... The, oh, that's that's true. Liz, very, very true. I'm at least a step above common. I'm at least... That is true. And you know what? Know. I'm going to apologize for my statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should <laughs> make an APU t-shirt that's just, like, a step up. Ab- that's just on the slogan. It just says, a step above common. <laughs> yep. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I really had on that story. All right. Well, thanks, Allie, for that. I do want to give props to Five Finger Death Punch uh, for canceling their upcoming fall tour. It looks like it was set to kick off towards the end of uh, this month, September. But due to the pandemic, they decided to put things on hold for now. Uh, obviously, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. They're obviously trying to wait this thing out to see if it was going to you know, be okay to tour again, but it obviously wasn't in the cards. I, I would say if you were into the heavier side of music, the tour was going to be a really good one as Papa Roach was on it. I Prevail were also on the bill. It sucks for the bands. It sucks for the fans. sucks for the music industry and all that, everybody involved. But I do think it's the right move by the band. Um, It's their way of keeping them safe, keeping the fans safe, and we'll just do it 
when the time's right. Yep. So yeah. I just wanted to give them give them props. Good job, Five Finger Death Punch. Way to go, Gold Star. But speaking of touring, you know what band I can't wait to see next year, Allie? What? The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk with the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus vocalist, Ron Winter. So come on back. We've got a pop punk staple with us today in the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus's Ron Winter. Welcome, Ron. It's so awesome to have you on the show. I do have to say, when we got the chance to schedule you to come on, I immediately had flashbacks uh, to my college days. Uh, I ended up going into the kitchen. I asked my wife uh, the other day, and I should add, uh, she only listens to the music I listen to when I make her. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, hey, you remember the the red jumpsuit apparatus? Because we listened to him to you guys in college. And she's like, hold on. And she's just standing there still. And I can kind of see the wheels uh, kind of turning. And she's like, she just starts singing face down in the dirt. I'm like, yep, Ron Winter is coming on the podcast. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So it really is awesome to have you on, man. We we really, really appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's uh, as always a pleasure for me. Um, I'm actually um, on vacation for the first time uh, this year. We've been like staying home nonstop since uh, March, and uh, we found a little uh, place that's kind of like secluded, so we can distance but still be near near nature. So I'm like, I'm literally in this beach cottage in San Diego right now. It's just a beautiful day. Everything is just amazing. I'm getting to talk to you guys, so just really happy to be alive and staying positive. You know? That's awesome, man. That's what it's all about, especially during this time. So the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus has a new EP that just dropped August 28th titled The Emergency EP, mm-hmm. which we are definitely going to get to. But before we do, Ron, what's it been like the last few months for you personally and for the band? Um, I've been going live, almost like what we're doing now, and just trying to stay connected with the people out there who are struggling. There is a lot of different kind of effects that have come along with this whole thing, Um that, you know, some of it gets media attention, some of it doesn't. And a big part of that, that um, of, of just mental health awareness has been a big thing for us since the very beginning. And um, here we are, you know, 17 years later, still talking about it, because in a situation like this where there's been so much isolation, people who tend to listen to punk rock and emo and post-hardcore music, um, they tend to be the people who have kind of faced those battles already. And they've, they've used our music and bands like ours music to keep, get them through that. So I'm, I try to be hypersensitive to those fans who I know who have that bond with us in these times. You know, so we've been going live for free on Facebook since March and just all different kinds of funny ways. Like some of them were just me singing, which people like, of course. Some of them are just me playing our music like DJ style. One time I did the whole original record karaoke, which is goofy because it's me, but it's still karaoke because it was the band in the background, you know. Um, and then we did one series that was all just Zoom meet and greet, basically. Um, for like one of them was like an hour and a half straight and the other one, you know, they're all really long and just fun and interesting and different. So that's what I've been doing. Just trying to stay connected on an emotional level, not just sell, 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 you know, like we didn't even have a merch store live when this all went down and I saw all this sales and sales and sales. So I, in the the very beginning, we kind of just stepped back from all of that and just wanted to talk about being safe, um, paying attention to science as opposed to like influence from any kind of figure you fill in the blank which we think is very punk rock we've always been against 
We've always been against, you know, huge establishment control. So no matter how you want to take that term, it's hard to be punk rock and, and, and follow the grain. Everything that you've written about or, and all the bands you grew up listening to are like, hey, question, question. So we've been telling people to question but also stay safe, somewhere right there in the middle. That pretty much sums it up for me. Other than that, the whole time I've been a full-time dad. You know, in 17 years, we've never stopped touring. We're not that band that had a three-year breakup. We're not that band that had a five-year hiatus. We never stopped for 17 years straight. So That's here impressive. I am. <laughs> right? Well, it's impressive, but also just like when you look back, it's like, man, maybe I should have taken a few breaks in there somewhere. But <laughs> I've, I've been a full-time dad, you know. So like every day I've been with my kids since March. And um, that's been a huge, huge positive. So just trying to think of the good things. Those are the good things. And then everybody knows about all the bad things, which is people getting sick. Uh, political unrest, lots of controversy, just, um, you know, the the awareness of systemic racism, all of that's happening all at the same time. So, like, we know about all the negatives, but I wanted to give you some of the positives. No, that's awesome. And so, I mean, you touched on, you know, during this time when bands are definitely struggling, the music industry is definitely struggling. Uh, in a time where you guys could use a little help, you're using this time to basically give thanks to all the fans for the last 17 years and you're giving back to them. I think that's really remarkable and a, a really stand up thing. Thank you. And now, and now we do have an EP. So I've reluctantly started being like, Hey guys, we got new music, you know, but what we do is we shove the free links down everybody's throat. So we try to be as cool as that as possible. The only thing we do is we push the links that have like, the YouTube link, the Apple Music link, the Spotify link, which clearly, if you know anything about those services, means really didn't cost you a dollar that day. You know, if you're, if most people subscribe to one of those by now. So we, we provide them with a way to get the music right now, right away. So I, uh, with that being said, of course, I would like, I will say to anyone, hey guys, we got a new EP, please listen to it. You know, because if I don't say that, then, you know, why did we spend all that time? And a lot of the topics discussed on this EP are about things we're going through right now. So again, like, that's not a sales pitch. I'm being honest. This is lyrically relevant to what we're going through right now. I can't always say that, but this time it was. And so I do think anybody who's ever fought those, the depression battle, they need bands like my band right now. You know, those type of people. The people who have just been happy their whole lives and everything's been great, which I have met some of them, they may not relate to the struggle. You know, this EP may not be for them, but um, for the rest of us who are dealing with all these different kinds of emotions and ups and downs with this year, this EP is for you. Yeah. yeah, that is something that we totally recognized uh, listening through this EP, that it is very relatable to what's going on right now. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I completely relate with that uh, statement you just said, that this EP, if you've ever struggled with depression, anxiety, or had any kind of struggle, like I know for me, that's it definitely hit home for me because those are things I've experienced most of my life. So yeah, I know that for this EP, great record, you recorded it throughout 2019. And like you've said before, you know, y'all have been nonstop for 17 years. I wanted to just ask, like, how were you able to, you know, play so many shows in 2019 and balance recording this EP? Like, how did you just make the creative process and the recording process work while also touring and, and being a full-time dad. How do you make that? How do you balance that? Absolutely. You know, I have an answer for all of that, as crazy as it sounds. Um, so when we tour, because family is important to me, um, 
I don't know if there's any other bands who do this. I, I definitely would. I don't think so. But the way my band rolls, because um, everybody has a right to run their company how they want. I fly home Monday to Wednesday. So even when Red Jumpsuit is on uh, tour, let's just say all of July, every Monday and Wednesday, I'm home. I fly to California. I stay with and I help out on my, my dad duties. So I'm still plugged into my kids' life every week. See, that's the mm -hmm. thing is I've grown up on the road. We got signed when I was 22 and I'm, 20, I'm 37 now. I've seen the guys that stay close with their kids and where they're at today, and I've seen the guys where distance drove them apart. And I made a decision I was never going to let that happen to me or any other member in my band. That would be their decision if they go home or not on those breaks. So, again, usually when a band's out on the road for a month, they're playing 30 shows in a row with a couple, maybe a day off here or two. And that's how we did it for years and years, actually over a decade, about 14, 15 years straight. But when he was born, I decided that, the band was going to be part-time now. So my phrase is full-time dad, part-time rocker. With that being said, every Monday, no matter where we played Sunday, I fly home. I spend Monday to Wednesday at home. Every Thursday morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm at LAX, taking the red-eye early morning flight to that next city. And then I, I do shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When I landed on the, one of those Thursdays, the bus that we had rented, my drummer mixed this EP and I produced it. So we brought all of our awesome gear, and my brother's an engineer too, Randy, onto the tour bus this time. That's something we've never done before. We had been kicking the demos around all year. Um, so we actually recorded in between Thursday and Sunday gaps while moving in between shows at the end of 2019. That's how we tracked this EP. And there is a cool vibe because we were, we've never recorded on the road. We've always just done it in a studio. So when you've done that for so many years, this was different. We were all together. There's no, like, boss man in the room because it's just me talking to my friends. Like, hey, I don't know if I – can you play that again, a little more squeal? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So the vibe was super cool. There was no, like, bully in the room. You know, and then John's mixing it. So literally you just turn over to your German and go, hey, man, can you turn me up? And he's like, sure, dude. So the synergy was, like, at an all-time high. It took us that a long time to become that good at those positions as engineers and mixers, but now we're great at it. Um, so, you know, we haven't had any complaints about the sonic fidelity of the EP, and we made that all 100% in-house. Nobody helped us. So that's, I am proud of that. So we did it on the road between Thursdays and Sundays, and then it was, it was a really fun time. And then the other song, there's one that we actually did right in quarantine, um, called Please Unfriend Me. So there's, that's the very last song, and that's why I put it last, because it's the most fresh lyrically. That's kind of the song that I was talking to our fans. So by the time they get to the end of the EP, they kind of know where I'm at now because I knew it was going to come out around this time. So that's the, um, lyrically, that one's actually written in quarantine. And that one, we had to email each other tracks, a lot of trust there. So <laughs> me and John, me and John, the drummer, we built the track first. We sent what we call a scratch demo to the guys. Each of them tracked their parts where they were at, sent them back to us, and then me and John edited it, made it sound great. John mixed it, and we added it to the EP. So that's the full shebang for you. Awesome. So I will say that this EP is an EP that the world needs right now. There are a lot of songs on this record that speak to what we are all going through. Obviously, the world we live in today is much, much different than what we had when we were growing up. There's a lot that's messed up about it. And I think we can all agree that most of that can be attributed to Facebook and Twitter and social media in general. From all the misinformation that flies around so freely on those platforms, some people can't help but to second-guess what they already know to be true, and that type of second-guessing can be really, really dangerous. Your new EP has a song called Is This the Real World that touches on just that. Can you talk about that a bit? 
Yeah, you man, you nailed it. You really worded that perfectly. Um, <laughs> that's exactly just what the song's about, you know. So like, there's this ripple effect, just like we talked about in previous songs in our discography. Like, everybody's action has a reaction. We know that. That's a part of physics, by the way. So when somebody sees something that isn't real, but for some reason, and and like you said, they have it. They have a feeling that it's not real. That's the complicated thing. They're like, eh, I don't know if I want to believe this or not. But they go ahead and believe it for whatever reason. Once that is accepted fully into their psyche or what we call like their innermost self, it can literally affect decisions that they make every single day or month after that for sometimes even years until they have what we call a moment of realization. So the levels of intensity are are everywhere from harmless to extremely violent, depending on the person that you're talking about, where they're at mentally and what their um, just general vibe is in general, right? So like, let's use me, for example. I'm a pretty regular chill dude. I like skateboarding, video games. I like rock music. I'm not a super kind of uh, conspiracy theorist fellow, but um, if I see something interesting, it'll open my eyes. I'm not afraid to look at it. I'm not afraid to search either, if that makes sense to you. So I'm very much not, I don't have my head in the sand, but I'm not, um, I don't run off the cliff if I read something and think, oh my gosh, if this is real, it means this. And if this means that, then it means this. And it, and now I have a whole stockpile of ammunition in my closet and 65 guns when really you only need the one that you can hold in your hand and things like that. You know, like it snowballs into stockpiling and irrational decisions of all kinds. Or then it can just be a kid who's 19 years old and just thinks it's funny and he just thinks it's cool for two weeks and then he moves on. So that's how it can also be harmless. So that's why some people see misinformation as a joke. They're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. And it's usually the younger generation. And I have to be honest, I was that same way. You know, when like when I got warned about things, I didn't listen. So I understand. But it's our age. It's the people our age who still have somewhat of a relevant voice that needs to warn them. Like, hey, guys, really pay attention to what you see online. Really make sure that you know it's real because you're going to go convincing all your friends after this. Hey, you should vote this way or that way. What if all of that was based off misinformation to begin with? So that question is what we're asking, and is this the real world? Because at a certain point, if you haven't looked around in 2020 and asked yourself, is this the real world, then I'm saying there's something wrong with you by now. Like, you must have asked yourself that question by now, right? So that's. I asked style. myself that question this morning. Oh, my there gosh. You go. No <laughs> shit. Uh, so basically, it's, I mean... For anybody listening, if you see something on the internet, it's okay to read it and to take it in, but ask questions afterwards. Do your own research to try and find, you know, yeah, you'll see. You know? Yeah. If you want to, if you want to be an opinion person, if you want to go online and tell everybody about it, verify the source first. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This EP as like a whole, I don't know, I was listening to it and I was just like, it feels in general, you're just making a statement. And it's like you're raising awareness about, like, you know, just how the world is in general, like you just said. I don't know. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite personally was don't buy into it. Um, I thought that just really speaks to, like, social injustice and just lack of acceptance in the world. And right. I don't know. It was just it, this song, like, in particular to me, just really summed up kind of like all of the emotions and, like, I've been feeling lately towards people and their lack of ability to learn and accept and respect people. Um, can you kind of talk about that track, too? And that song is fire. I mean, that yeah. is a good one. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. You know, we had to. It's always tough picking a third single 
and mm-hmm. don't buy into it was the other one, right? The mm-hmm. other one that we could have chose. But we believe that the message was going to come out anyway. And mm-hmm. I really believe that you just proved that to me right now. Here we are. So I feel good about that. So, you know, acceptance is the key. It's really just about somehow along the way, I, I'm not going to blame anyone because it's there's so many people. Um, acceptance has been completely thrown out of the window. Like it's not even an option anymore. Like it never was an option. Like it's immediately identify, this is who I am, this is what side of the line I'm on. Okay, can we be friends or not? And that all happens in like the first 10 seconds that you meet somebody. And that's been happening for so many years now in a row because people are growing up online. They're growing up online, right? So in our generation, without that, you had to actually hang out with somebody because you can only meet so many people in your neighborhood, right? So like personalities are forgiven, you know, and um, characteristics or um, ways to identify, all of that is forgiven when it's your friend who lives two houses down and that's the only friend you're allowed to hang out with because your parents won't let you go any further down the street. You know, right. So now these kids are meeting um, online and all kinds of communities, which, by the way, a lot of it is positive. You know, the video game community, I'm a huge, huge uh, supporter of because um, they all look out for each other, even though they're young. You know, so like a lot of these kids are smarter than the older people. So they're looking out for each other and being smart. But that's how they grew up. So when you meet somebody, you kind of have to put all your stuff right out there in front, you know, because what are they going to do? They're going to check your profile or your Twitch profile or your Facebook profile. They're going to see what you're all about real quick, and they're going to judge you instantly whether or not they think you're cool based on those stats. I believe that's had a really resounding effect on a lot of people. And now as we grow older, we see what that effect is. And I'm not a psychologist. I'm just a dude in a rock band, but I've met a lot of people, and I tour the world, and I see all kinds of people, and not everybody has that insight. So um, when I meet the people who are the happiest on this earth, when I meet the people, whether they're in um, whether it's in the Philippines or Japan or Florida or California or Canada or Australia, the, the, ha- the common bond is I meet a-holes and I meet really cool people. See what I mean? There's always two mm-hmm. kind of people that I meet, and the really cool people are the ones who practice acceptance in all of their affairs. The people that they meet, the way they run their companies, how they shop at the grocery store, it's wild. So I strove to, to reach that kind of balance where like every single person I meet I give them the benefit of doubt on purpose, even if I roll up on them doing something questionable. And because of that, my actions have been less out of control. I have become to appear more self-aware, but really I'm not. You know, really I'm just practicing this principle of acceptance to an ultimate extreme degree with every fiber of, a, of my being because I've seen these people who are happy and they have what we call peace or sobriety, which is... Um, having a state of peace. That's what the definition of that is. All The common bond of all those people that I've met is they, they accept everyone. And I mean everyone. I don't care who you are, what your story is. You know, everybody you meet is in the middle of a timeline. You know, just because they're down today doesn't mean they're not going to be way up next month. So you remember that. You know, it could have been the worst thing that ever happened to them last night when you meet them and they're, and they're in a very shady position. You know, some people are acting desperately and being caught on film. Always remember there's context to every situation, and that's somebody's kid. That's somebody's kid. You know, like, that's no matter who you pick as an example, it's somebody's kid. And again, I'm just going to sound like that old punk guy now, but that's the truth, man. You know, so we want people to know that, like, I don't care who you're going to meet today. I don't know, I don't care whether you meet them online or in the grocery store, if you meet them walking down the street. Try to accept them for exactly who they are and try to do that over and over and over again and see what happens in your life. Your network will grow. 
your your understanding of humanity will grow and on top of that you'll have a bunch more cool friends <laughs> that's right so you make a great point acceptance is key but when you're around people and deciding how you're going to treat somebody you really don't know and you already you already said this you don't know what that person is going through mentally physically um just a really good thing to think about when you are around other people um but Looking back on your guys' catalog, you've raised quite the awareness across many different levels. And the iconic song Face Down did that as well. And for those who don't know, can can you talk about that song? Because that song tells a story. And that song is, from what I've read before, is personal to your experiences growing up, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so that's kind of what I was getting at as, you know, the lady in the song, you know, Somebody who might pass her in the grocery store may not know what she's going through at home. Precisely. It's a good point. Um, you know, Face Down is our, our first hit. It's our longest, oldest song um, on our very first debut official record. But there was an album out before that one called The Self-Titled, um, which also had Face Down. And a lot of the songs that made Don't You Fake It were on that original, unreleased, if you will, album. Um, and, of, of course, that whole entire time, we've never turned our back on the song. We've never said we regretted writing it. We've never said we won't play it live. We play it every single night and we have loud and proud because it's our first message. And it's a domestic violence awareness message because me and my brother, Randy, who plays guitar, he's also in a band. We grew up in a domestic violence household. That's what my life was like. That was not every now and then. That was just what my life was like. That was something that happened as regular as it happened, I guess, is what you would say as an adult. Um, and it's something that him and I went through together. And it definitely affected us profoundly. And we were able to um, later, you know, I was able to put that into words because, you know, when I first showed my friends the song, most of them already knew that I was adopted by my grandparents, me and my brother. So they already knew something had gone on. But most of the people in the community that I lived in by the time we were recording music had only known me for a certain part of life. Anyone that knew my family's story, they were all kind of brokenhearted right away. Like, wow. That little kid wrote that song because they knew me when I was small and these things were happening in my house. See? So that song is written from the eyes of the kid that was standing in the room that you don't see on camera. That's what I explained to people. That's what the kid saw. You know, so like, and Randy gets that obviously because he was the other kid. So that's why it hits so close to home to us. And in the beginning, some people thought I was a jerk because when people made light of the song, I took it really personal because it is absolutely 100% personal to me. And I don't know how to take it any other way. And I am a survivor, and so is my brother, and so is my mother, who during that time was neck deep in some really uh, bad addiction issues. And because of you know that environment, which is what happens to a lot of women, and again, what happened, what do we do? We judge, we judge the addict on the street, right? But we don't know how many beatings she took for how many years in a row before she got to that point, before she finally gave up because she didn't have any help from anybody. So... It's very fresh in my mind and always will be, but the, the greatest part about that song now is the ending these days. You know, she's almost, she's 11 or 12 years sober and recovering, just kicking butt, doing amazing for herself. Me and Randy are in a rock and roll band. We wrote a song about it that went famous. You know, like, she got to see that happen. She helps women who have been through that now and counsels them through it on, 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 on anytime anybody approaches her. Um, she's um, become an inspiration. 
Um, but it was something, and even myself, I had my, I wound up having my own battles with addiction, a different road. Alcohol for me was my problem. But I kicked that, and I've been sober five years, and life has been good for me. And she was one of the people that helped me through that, who taught me about recovery. My mom, the person who, when I released that song, was not sober. You know what I mean? So like, wow, what a story Face Down really has. So again, here we are still talking about domestic violence awareness. We're never going to stop. What happened when all these people started getting quarantined out of nowhere? All of a sudden, some of these guys are starting to get away with their old tricks again because... The ladies can't go to work. The ladies can't get out and drop the kids off at school. These little opportunities that might have diffused explosive situations and a potential dangerous situation are now being lit. And there is this new, um, unfortunately, there was this new wave of domestic violence that was going out um, when all the quarantine started. So, of course, you know, I'm, on, I'm online every single Saturday playing Face Down. What happens when I play that song? Everybody looks around the room and goes, hey, you're not doing that, are you? Hey, you're not doing that, are you? Right? It's like this instant, cool, kind of like checkmate song. And I'm proud of that. So we did it every Saturday. And um, there was some, you know, I, I do believe there was a positive effect to that. And I've mentioned it as many times as I can uh, when somebody brings it up. So it's a sensitive subject because it's complicated, brother. If some of them talk about it and, and the other person finds out about it, that can lead to more violence. So there's all these kind of secret um codes that are out there now and we've been secretly helping spread all that kind of stuff as much as we can because if you're loud and proud about it which is why i won't tell you what they are right now one of those people could be watching this and learn that so i'll, I'll leave it very anonymous but we're very still active with the song um we're still always reminding people that that's something um just like systemic racism or, or discrimination of identifying any type of uh you know sexual preference like just like those things the, the discrimination of constantly um people afraid to tell anybody else that that's happening to them right you have to understand that that's people are afraid they don't want to they don't want to rat on their on their dude i get that i actually get that it doesn't confuse me because i grew up you know the or let's just say it's the guy whatever you don't want to get your spouse in trouble even though they're hurting you it's it's complicated so you know like i said if you're going through that um we're, we're with you we've been with you the whole time I hope you're listening. You know what to do. You know, there are steps out there for you. And, and uh, I've said enough secret words to where you can find your way now. On, 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 there's a breadcrumb trail there for you. So look and you will find. Yeah, that's awesome, Ron. And I will say before we get to our next question, because I got to, uh, I want to give you props on that song. Because not only are the lyrics well written, I don't know what it is. Ever since it came out, how old is that song? 15 years old or so? I mean, uh, since it hit radio. Oh, yeah, that was 06, uh, um, almost 15, yep. I was going to guess 06, I should have just said it. Um, Every single time I hear that song, one, it's a song that I like to refer to it as it's a a conversation stopper because, like, you could be in the car talking or whatever, the song comes on, you stop the conversation, you turn the radio up, and you you rock out, right? But it's one song that... Every time I hear it, I don't know what it is. It's not a necessarily a specific part in the song or whatever, but I get chills, goosebumps every time I hear that song. And ever since 06 to now, um, I listened to it today Whoa. and I, I, I got it. I got goosebumps. So, and I was talking to my wife about it too, because I said, Hey, I think that song must be personal from what I've read, uh, to Ron. And she's like, you know what? You can kind of tell because you can hear it in his voice. It's the passion that, like you believe it. So 
it was just well executed by you and the band. Oh, well done. Thank you. Thank you. So calling back to the new EP, the emergency EP, uh, what do you want your fans or even the new listeners of the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus to walk away with after listening to it? There is a lot of things on there, you know, like there is a lot of different topics. So, like, I I just hope they listen to the whole thing. That's all I'm going to ask, because I didn't just talk about one thing the whole time. And Mm -hmm. a lot of EPs are centrally focused, in my opinion, and a lot of really good EPs, I'm not dissing them, on kind of one topic, and then they, they'll they kind of be one lead single, and then everything branches around that. But, like, mm-hmm. is this the real world? doesn't really have a lot to do with Don't Buy Into It. And Don't Buy Into It doesn't have a whole lot to do with, um, you know, Brace Yourself. They're, they're, they're all separate, individually treated kind of niche packages this time, which mm-hmm. is a little different for us, especially if you were into our last release, which is called The Awakening, which was a concept record. It was, like, really... Con- uh, specific with everything being tied in this is different so all i ask people to do is before they even get anything is to please listen to every song and i do believe that one of them will speak to you because we're all in different phases when Mm -hmm. we all identify with different causes right these are the ones that are just important to me right now that have affected me personally so like what we talked about with face down every one of these songs has affected me personally there's a person in my life that has to do with every one of these. These are all face downs to me, including this new EP. So, you know, that's why I just ask that everybody listens to it. And then, you know, whichever one speaks to them the loudest, rock that one, dude. You don't have to like them all. We don't expect everybody to like them all anymore. We gave up on that dream. Yeah. And I mean, it's such an easy um, EP to listen to. I mean, it's only six songs. So before you know it, it's over. So definitely, definitely check it out um, and actually sit down. Don't just play it in the background. Sit down and, and listen to it and listen to the messages and the songs because somebody's going to relate to one of these songs for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, again, like if they listen to them all, that's all I'm saying. I think we'll snag you on at least one of them. Hopefully two or three, but at least one. <laughs> at least one. If we, got you, if we got you on face down, then chances are high. That's all I'm saying. Guaranteed. So uh, look into the future. There are essentially no live shows going on right now unless they're, you know, live from your living room um, or unless you're Smash Mouth or the Chainsmokers. Oh, God. <laughs> All of us are eagerly waiting for the day that we can safely attend concerts again. Some bands have already announced some tentative dates for 2021. But what about the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus? When can we see you guys performing live again? We announced some stuff in September of 2021. So really, that's being optimistic, right? Let's call it what it is. So we're being fully transparent with that. Like, hey, guys, we hope a year from now things will be, like, somewhat regular. So, um, of course, we all, yeah, we're announcing that with with cautious optimism um, is the term. Um, But, again, that's a long time from now. We'll, We'll play shows when it's safe. That's our plan. I really actually don't want my fans to get sick. I actually do give a crap. So I don't know when that's going to be, unfortunately. So this is the only option for us, I think, right now. You're a good man, Ron. Thank you. Seriously. (laughs) We've talked a lot now about the past and the future of, you know, the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and what this EP means to people, means to you, um, or I guess what you hope it means to people who listen to it and what it means to you and your band. And we've talked a lot now about like using your platform and what it means to be a creative 
So what does it mean to you to be a frontman of a band in 2020 in a pandemic, in a time where there's obviously a lot of injustice, when there's a lot of time to use your platform and people are asking you for guidance because a lot of people look up to you? Like, what does it mean to be a frontman of a band, the face of a band and have a platform in 2020? Wow. I think every artist has to make a choice. And I think it's always going to be that way. Do you want to be the fun time band? Or do you want to be the real-time band? And, you know, we made that decision a long time ago with Face Down. So we're just staying consistent. That's what Red Jumpsuit's doing. We've just always cared. You know, that's the real on us. Um, but in um, there's definitely times where, like, our bands won't be as popular because we'll be in an age of pr- prosperity. And then the fun-time music is at an all-time high. And, and we'll fade almost to obscurity. But when everything, when the times get tough, these types of bands are the ones that rise up, the ones who are not afraid to tell the truth, the ones who are not afraid to reach out to their fans and be vulnerable and share that they've gone through those things and they're still standing. That's my whole story from the beginning is that I was never perfect. I talked about all of my issues right on the first record. I'm very honest about everything that I was going through and that I was an imperfect person from the beginning. And then my fans got to watch my failures and successes as we went. And it was public and it was um, open like I wanted it to be. I've never actually had a problem with that, and I'm happy that I'm on this side of it, and I'm happy that I'm still you know, alive and relatively sane, and I want to use every day that I can to spread that love and joy to the people who I know are maybe a little bit behind me or maybe even a little bit ahead of me, because some of them maybe even led me that way, and I want them to see how far I've come, because I know how that will make them feel. So that's where we're coming from, and that's where we're always going to come from. And and that's why bands like mine go up and down in popularity, because life goes up and down, doesn't it? You know, But I want everyone to know that we're always here. We're always going to be there. These topics are always going to be important to us, even when they're not in the news anymore. This EP will remain forever, just like Face Down remains forever. So if you ever need to pick me up, please rely on us. We're there. Chances are we've talked about something that you're going through. If you look, you'll find Ron, I have to say the Red Jumpsuit apparatus absolutely killed it with the CP. Uh, I'd also have to say it really came at the perfect time. I think I could speak for the whole team at All Punked Up and our listeners that we can't wait to catch you guys on the road. So, Same here, man. And you know what? We're staying optimistic, too. And, you know, if there's some kind of big turnaround on this thing, and um, you'll see a bunch of bands who waited um, all of a sudden announced shows. There's a, we're not alone. There's a lot of artists who care more about the fans than money. It's not just us. I don't want to take credit and act like we're the only one. So you'll see when we all start, you can take that as a sign. When the rest of us who have been holding back, the rest of us who have been ultra safe, when we start announcing stuff, you'll know it's okay. Cause we've, we've done the waiting for you. You know, we've really thought it through and talked to the experts. You know, most of the bands I know, they really, really care about that. So. You'll know because every band in the planet will be like, ah, oh, we're playing shows next week all of a sudden. You know, that'll be your sign. But, but if it goes like now where there's just this sporadic kind of um, rogue agents, if you will, I won't call anybody my name because I also want to give them the benefit of the doubt like we talked about earlier. I'm trying, man. I'm trying so hard to give it to everybody. Even when they look so unbelievably guilty and I can see the cookie in their hand and the cookie jar lid open, I still try. And I think maybe they were just hungry. You know, I don't know. So I'm trying, man. But other than those rogue agents, one day you will see all the all the people who held back book, and you'll know it's safe then. So let's hope that that comes sooner than later. That's a good point. Yeah. Fingers crossed for sooner rather than later. Totally. I don't know. Thank you so much for being uh, on our podcast, Ron. It's been 
a true pleasure, delight, all the positive adjectives that I can ever think of. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I am a fan of you guys. I follow your feed, and uh, thanks for keeping me in the know. I appreciate it. All right, guys, that'll do it. Guys, I'm telling you, if you haven't checked out the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus' new six-song EP, the Emergency EP, please do yourself a favor and go check it out now. It really is a banger from start to finish. Thanks, Ron, for coming on. Let's do it again. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right, guys, that'll do it. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us today. Help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and following this channel. Tell your friends and spread the word. We're on all major podcast streaming platforms, so follow or subscribe there as well. So thanks again, and remember, spread love. Peace. Bye.